Nina. Hi, Wayne. And hi, everybody who has tuned in to this episode of The Nail Cutter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we have been a little quiet, but we are back. I'm so excited to be back. As am I. What have you been up to? Well, several things. Mm -hmm. But mostly projects upon projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, trying to get the business off the ground mm-hmm. now that, uh, you know, uh, curfews have been lifted and things are going back to, well, as normal as they can possibly you know get. That. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, trying to kind of balance everything out because yeah. it's been a quiet few months and now everything is just, you know, piling up. Mm-hmm. So... You have to get onto that before it becomes crazy. And it feels like, you know, the year... I'm actually now starting to think 2020 is almost up. It is. It is, right? Because August is almost done, and then what happens? Yeah. Right? And then we'll be looking at 2020 and asking ourselves, what did I actually do? Exactly. In the great year exactly. of 2020. I know, I know. Yeah. It became so easy for COVID to be the... The excuse. The excuse to everything. But yeah. now you're thinking, you know what? 2020 it has been a year so has, yes. something has to ha- have happened yeah other than the pandemic great so, yeah. so i our topic today and i'm very excited to be the one introducing it is all things etiquette all yeah. things etiquette just to preface this so that we don't have any um, misunderstanding of, about what this is please I'll use a dictionary definition of it. Mm. Etiquette, the customary code of polite behavior in society mm. or among members of a particular profession or group. Nice. That's what we're going to be discussing today. Now, I'm going to start with you because I know you recently took a class on <laughs> etiquette and I want to hear, you know, just a quick takeaway before we get into Oh my God. Well, this etiquette class was um, mostly about food and how to conduct yourself in a in a social setting, especially when you're dining. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it does kind of cover interacting with people and how to, you know, how to present yourself and how to receive other people. So it was very interesting. And this one in particular was kind of covering the emotions that we go through when we meet people for the first time. Um, also the first impressions that we want to give people when they meet us for the first time. So we are kind of um, focusing mostly on not the, because most times when you go for an etiquette class, there are all these do's and don'ts. Don't do this, don't do that. There's a list of things that you know, you're given to follow some rules, some regulations and all that stuff. Yeah. But now the, the coach, that, the person that was taking us through this class, was focusing on the emotions. And that's something that I've not really ever thought about. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, emotions are not something that you plan. Emotions are most times you kind of go, you follow the environment or you kind of mirror what the other person is giving you. So I did Or it's, it's a triggered response, right? Exactly. Yeah. So to come into this class, knowing that we're going to focus on emotion, something that um, is triggered, like you said, by people, by 
situations, situations by even sounds. We went there, my dear. <laughs> we went with sounds, um, uh, words, you know, things that you can say that can completely kill the mood of the entire of the entire party or the entire group that you're, you know, etiquetting with. Our vocabulary, but it was mostly about emotions and my takeaway from that class was to not focus on your emotions but to focus on other people's emotions i don't know if i if i'm explaining that right but um basically her point was many times we worry about how people are seeing us and we should instead worry about how we make other people feel because once you make other people feel good mm -hmm. and feel comfortable, they're kind of going to give you the same courtesy. Right. So it was very interesting. So very, energy very interesting. mirrors energy. Exactly. exactly. Right. Okay. So I don't know what, what experiences have you had in terms of etiquette? Mine have been really very, I don't know, I, I would like to think maybe the, the ones that are sort of indoctrinated into us mm. uh, you know when we're younger or things you pick up from here and there i have not attended an etiquette school before but now that i think about it my question is why not but i i, I can't say this um from from the, the you know my my childhood and my upbringing certain things going back to the definition of what etiquette is certain ideas about kindness and the way you present mm -hmm. to an audience and an audience is really anyone in front of you right mm -hmm. is um, are are supposed to we are supposed to learn them and I, I suppose a lot of the time we think the ideas we should pick up on our own mm -hmm. um if you don't do it it's like why <laughs> you know mm -hmm. why do you not know how to behave in public yeah but it's not like we actually have a finishing school that everyone attends and honestly it would be weird if everyone was it was everyone, weird because yeah. at the same time when everybody is at their best behavior it's not natural it's, it's not natural and it's boring so do you feel and i always wanted to find this one out do you feel that all these ideas about best behavior mm -hmm. and you know best self and and present yourself in a certain light make us inauthentic human beings and we've been talking about authenticity the whole day girl do you think that somehow some of these things we are required to follow by by way of etiquette mm -hmm. are actually stifling our personalities and present us in an inauthentic way mm, yes and no okay. i think mostly if it starts early if you start this these etiquette classes earlier on when a child is, you know, is is not really so. Uh, what 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 can I call it? You know how kids are just in here. I was going to butcher a word. <laughs> Let me just slow down. <laughs> Let me gather myself. Gather yourself. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Children are just carefree, right? right? Mm. You put them in an environment, they're going to act whichever, whatever way they they want to. So when you start to teach a child about etiquette when they're young, first of all, they'll take it in, but at the same time, they won't do it because they're kids. 
they act the way they act but it kind of stays in their subconscious so when it calls for a situation where maybe the child is in a new place that's when this lesson will kick in because when children are in their comfort zone and they have nothing to be worried about they really don't have to practice etiquette but once you put a child in a new environment that's when you notice if they've learned anything that you've ever taught them so that's i think that's why it's important to teach these kinds of things when it's, when you're really really young now when i when i'm talking about no is when you are when i feel like that it doesn't work is when you are in a situation where you're maybe you don't fit necessarily and you're trying to fit in and you decide that okay i'm going to do this just to fit in and i feel like sometimes it can backfire on you because you're not you're kind of you it might turn you into like a people pleaser or something of that sort or you just want to you know fit in in a group where you're not even sure if that's a group you want to fit in and then yes again if it happens to you when you are when you know yourself i feel like etiquette is also a good thing when you know yourself so you're going to focus on the things that you're not really good at and then kind of build on the things that you are you're you're going to improve the things that you're not good at and the stuff that you are good at you're kind of going to enhance that so i feel like etiquette can be a good or a bad thing mm-hmm. it can work for you depending on your mindset your environment and what the what the point of it all is so yeah 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 i don't okay. think it made sense but <laughs> <laughs> okay so because you know in our definition of of etiquette we defined it as being a customary code of of polite behavior yeah. in a society or you know in a group or setting right mm-hmm. so it's customary that sort of implies that every um space space can be defined by geography by group of people by culture mm-hmm. right will have its etiquette acceptable etiquette that works for them yeah do you uh, do you think that our struggle in adopting the reason people might struggle a bit with the idea of etiquette is that it has been westernized so much that we have forgotten that even before any other culture happened or any other um uh, you know ideas were imposed on we're us we had our own ideas of of customary polite conduct yeah do you think this is this would be a fair assessment on etiquette that you know etiquette was it, it was it's a customary code of polite it behavior is, it is yeah and it's it's I feel like human beings innately are very like we do conduct ourselves with a certain level of etiquette. Mm. And so it's kind of like a natural thing. Mm. Uh from birth, the way you conduct yourself around your family, and then we also kind of learn from our parents. So this I feel like what you're talking about the westernized kind of thing is i feel like honestly i feel like it's commercialized commercialized it's, etiquette yeah commercialized etiquette where mm. 
it's a whole industry. People are making money off this thing. Teaching us how to teaching us how walk, to talk, be and sit girl, and all of these things. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one because at the end of the day, when you think about it, you know, back then in, in the in the culture setting, the mom was there full time to raise the children to teach them all these things. Mm. Now, the parents are spending less time with their kids and now they have to go out in school. So we kind of have to learn etiquette and things like dealing with people from school, from from now the internet that everything is being, is homeschool and, and personal development. Yeah. We kind of have to learn these things on our own. Yeah. Companies are put in place, you know, programs for their employees to learn these things interacting with each other and all this stuff so when you say has it kind of taken over it has mm. sadly mm. sadly and now I, I can imagine you you work in a in the corporate in the corporate environment yeah how has it been for you like how does etiquette even like how do you deal with things like that well it's it's funny that you mentioned that I work in a field where people are inherently, uh, it's implied that the people who work in there are inherently bad-mannered or uncultured or, I don't know, we, we, we sit with uncombed hair and we just, mm. we are the rude ones and things like that. And yet the truth of the matter is the field that I'm in is the one that is now more than just a business enabler. It's now driving key business outcomes, right? Mm-hmm. I work in tech. Yeah. Um, so it now means that we've moved from that place of being the people who hide in a corner with unkempt hair and, and you know, being rude. And we are now required to also articulate yeah. these ideas yeah. that lead to change. We are required to have a, a modicum of sociability where we're able to go and interact with people to spread the gospel of change is coming. No, no, change is here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And messages are only received with a certain level of um, etiquette, Mm -hmm. shall we say. Mm -hmm. It's a delicate dance. Mm -hmm. It's uh, The way I see it a lot of the time, especially as pertains my work, is it is that that gentle dance you do between you as a person preaching this message and the person receiving it, mm-hmm. like a mental massage that you know the person I'm dealing with is not uncool. <laughs> and you know, I, I can trust them because they, they, they were genteel when they spoke or you know, they did not spit into a cup while they were talking yeah. to me yeah. or you know, all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is a, such a thing as a corporate etiquette there is. There has to be. Yes. Yeah, because people are coming from different backgrounds. Yes. Different, you know. Yes. And it involves everything from what you look like to mm. how you speak. How I you have, smell. How you smell. Girl, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One. No, for sure. Ooh, no, no, child. We have to do a session Girl. on, on just, just on mm-hmm. smell alone. <laughs> you know, that's like my phobia for real. It's my pet peeve too. I cannot even. But yeah, so there's a corporate etiquette, and here the the base of it is this Uh, look good, talk good, speak good, you know, um, 
uh, and the rest sort of falls in line. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, just look presentable, smell fresh, right. take a bath every yeah. once in a while. <laughs> take a bath every bloody day. Yes. Actually, um, let, let's let's bring this home. Let's bring this home because mm -hmm. we all know that we've we've one time or the other walked into an office and we're just treated with the rudest air. Oh my goodness! That I you could can name possibly... names right now. Uh, oh my uh, god! It's a problem everywhere. It really is a problem everywhere. And there was actually a time where you know what? I actually thank God for memes because they've kind of you know called people out for their bad behavior mm. so things like you walk into an office and the front desk receptionist rolls their eyes at you literally what do you want and it's so dismissive <laughs> yes. and treats you like you are wasting their time and you're thinking you did come to work right this is your job yes yeah you applied for this job mm. you, you wanted put it on your cv that you're very good with, with people. people yes you love people and yes. all but honestly there was a time i would walk into offices especially when i just come out of university and i was looking for a job mm. i'd be walking to these offices to like you know drop your cv i think i can count one time where I was received in a decent manner. And when I think about it now, it's the first office that I saw. They kind of had cameras everywhere, like at, on every corner uh, of the office. So I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm no, not no, sure. You're not saying what I'm you're saying. I'm not sure I if you. the customer was actually nice mm. because they, are, they were nice or trained to be nice yeah. and polite mm. and just, you know, gracious. Or if they were scared of what would be recorded on the cameras i'm not sure yeah. i can't really speak on that yeah but most of the times i walked into an office my god mm. i'll be like what did i do wrong today mm. you know you walk in with a smile because you know you're young you, you do, and you're unsure of yourself, you're unsure of yourself yeah. you know and the first person you meet just makes you feel like crap mm. and you're going in for an interview so imagine from the moment you enter an office this person is treating you like you are stupid. Mm. You probably think you're stupid, mm. right? That's the last thing you want. You kind of, I'm not saying that receptionists should be there, like cheerleaders rooting you on and saying, whoop, whoop, you're going to nail this interview. But just etiquette, yeah. basic etiquette. Hello, yeah. good morning. I'm here for an interview. Okay. Um, register your name or whatever. Register your name. Mm. Do, do you have an ID? Yeah. Uh, do, oh my goodness. Yeah, By the time you get into the interview room, you're like, oh, you're already demoralized. You're already yeah? demoralized. You're scared. Yeah. You're unsure of yourself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how many times you you pumped yourself up. It doesn't matter how many times people at home told you, oh my God, you're going to nail this. The fact that, that, that air that you you have around you it just puts you, it off, puts you off and you see now i have had to deal with that for the last eight years of my career i still have Jesus. to go into these meetings and i still have to go and start at a front desk there is a specific office a very big organization in this country yeah. i have sworn to myself i will not mm -hmm. for whatever reason yeah go back there unless they're giving me a job in which case let's talk about it but <laughs> I will not because 
everyone, and I say this without being dismissive, somehow the petty functionaries feel very elevated. And really, your job really is to sign me in. Mm -hmm. It does not hurt for you to be kind. You know, it's a very intimidating space. I'm coming for a very intimidating issue already. And so for you to shout and make me feel extremely stupid, and they have one of these airlock doors that only one person can enter, and you have to press a button, you have to swipe, and and there's no instruction manual. So when you get there and you get locked, what is wrong with you? Why did you enter? Yes. And And then they make sure to do it in such a manner that everyone all the floors from top to bottom us can hear you know the one yes you're the, the foolish person who entered the building the i hate oh that God. very much it's the worst thing because i always try to lead and again my thing lead with kindness. kindness so i will so start i'll kind. come to the front and i'll be you know good morning i try to smile i try yeah. to um infuse energy to my voice so for you to suck that out like i've just walked into a vacuum for me mm. is it really is demoralizing it so is. and of course you have the ones who are sort of sizing you up and down the ones who have dismissed you already mm. um i remember i go I, I went to this bank to fetch a certain transaction and i, I get up to the, the the front desk and i'm asking for a um the person in charge of treasury bills Right, to come down. Yeah. Uh, what do you want? Do you have an appointment? <laughs> no, I, you know, but I would like I was directed to this office. So it would be nice for me to have this conversation on account of oh, there's no God. other way to have this done. Yes. Okay, fine. The person comes down. He's in a hurry. Clearly, I, I stopped him from enjoying his chapati for the morning. I don't know. But he's in a hurry. He's very rushed. Have you done this before? I say, I, I did the first time, but I wanted to. Um, renew this transaction. Okay, so then you fill the forms and I'm like, listen, I'm going to need for you to talk me through these forms because it doesn't matter how many times I do them. The truth is I'm your customer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, he was very, so he's like, how much are you going to, how much are you going to do? It was until I mentioned the value of the transaction that I actually noted a change in his demeanor. Yeah. It was almost as if I had gone there and was, your money's no good here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I'm bringing you 500 shillings. You I'm bringing much. you money into your establishment. And so for you to treat it, to treat me in a I, very dismissive manner. I know. Uh-huh. Well done. I get you hate your job. Oh, I'm sorry. Leave now. I guarantee you there'll be someone in this job, in this mm-hmm. position by afternoon. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we forget. But yes, so corporate etiquette is is a big deal. And it starts all the way from, you know, the way we approach other human beings. Yes. Many times we feel like, and I'm sure I'm guilty of this as well. Mm. Um, you know, we feel too busy. We get too high in our heads, you know. Busy, busy, busy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, make people wait. I, you invite me for a meeting. You say it's for 1030. Yeah. You make me wait until midday. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I don't have other things to do. Mm. Oh, that's cool, 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 cool. That's cool. Call me for the next meeting. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know why people do that. I I think it's, it's incredibly craziest thing. Mm. And that's why I think etiquette really starts from an individual. Because yeah. I know that all these companies, 
when they hire somebody, everybody goes through some sort of training, right? You go through some training, um, all these things you're taught how to receive um, people that are coming in. Some companies go as far as having a manual, like, a, is it called a manual? Like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. And they, they teach you. There are certain people that can go as far as having a phrase. Mm. And everything yes, is this is what down. we do. This, this is who we are. Yeah. If you have to read it from a, a, a card or whatever, please. We've seen we've seen these trainings happen. So people do have this training. Yeah. And then there's always that one person. You get busy. And I don't know why they always have to be at the front. At the desk. front. Why? In the ones facing the customers. Maybe they're really tired. good actors and actresses because honestly, if I if you have to have the best person at the front of your company to represent you. But you've so you've had the one about um that adage about nurses in this country, uh-uh. especially in, in government institutions, government hospitals, yeah. that just don't. You know, the uh, nurse yeah, will be the one to yes, yeah, rude yeah. to you. Be uh-huh. So maybe there is that element of Ugandans are not an easy customer base mm-hmm. to cordial, mm-hmm. right? It's you get tired quickly when you're dealing with with with, with us. Quite oh, possibly. That is sad. But then my my take on that is this. If the system is not working to address the challenge, yeah. change the system. Meaning, exactly. yeah, if yeah. the format that you have mm. is designed for an audience who are already ingrained with a modicum of politeness and what, and that here you have to deal with people whose, whose in-house voice is a few decibels uh, <laughs> higher, right? Then we craft a system that is conducive yeah. for us. It's not fair to expect the results um, for people for whom the system is designed and you've just brought it here and it's not working for us. Yes. Yeah? yeah. So for an, as an example, a lot of the world is moving into tech and I, I am all for it. But I recognize that um, you cannot, we are not at the place where you would have um, an auto auto responder as a customer service agent. I was very curious if you're going to say, let us replace no, 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 uh, receptionists like, with robots. Yes. So we're not at that place. Like, for us, we want a person who we can abuse properly. <laughs> we need that, that, yeah, human interaction. Is yes. Quite, but perhaps inside of us are a few people like me who would benefit from an auto, um, you know, re- auto response, auto generated response uh, type system, of thing, system. Yes. Right. So instead of having um, emotional, yes, have a yes, have a computer somewhere or set up somewhere where for frequently asked questions, right, come and you know tap tap tap, get the information you require. Yes, and then so the people for whom it's imperative that they speak to a human being, have them go to that site and have them their handling their method of handling customers. Mm be a bit different. It cannot be formulaic. It can't be the same thing for everyone. That right there is a solution. So let me give you an example. Yeah. I was I was robbed recently, a few months ago, right in the heart of COVID. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I really wanted or needed was for my SIM card to be blocked because I knew it was going to be used for them to access. It's yes, used sir. for my, yes, for my um, authentication, right? Yeah. So I needed it to be blocked. And I, I call um, the customer service agent 
in desperation at that point i was truly truly desperate i had been hacked already because i could see activity on my on my on my uh email and you know my bank account had been hit and things like that and it was a case of um identity theft okay now when i call this bank and my my phone has been stolen i'm saying listen please it's all it's time the COVID is here your offices close early i've already missed it land but i really need for you to block this and this person is giving me formulaic questions. What was the balance on your phone? Girl, my phone was just stolen. Do you genuinely think I am remembering or even thinking about yeah. how much money I left on my SIM card at this time? Yeah. For real? And then she yells back. She says, don't tell me what questions to ask you. And then she goes on to hang up. Suffice it to say, I did get robbed and all of that stuff. Oh and when I researched them, I was really oh bitter. But my argument was, in my time of need, you guys failed me yeah. because I really needed your help. There was another way to handle this. There was another way to prove that I was the person I was claiming yeah. I was. Yeah. And so to hang up on me because I, I've, I'm requiring you to do your job, etiquette that is so annoying it really is annoying. So annoying and you know the thing is that you don't think about how important these things are mm. until you're in a dire situation that's true like that mm. it really is incredible um i was super frustrated with everything i just it was unbelievable i, I took a moment to put my thoughts to pen to paper and the response that i got was this we apologize for the oh inconvenience. So good at apologizing. Okay. Make, make sure to reach us on Twitter the next time it happens. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. So when my phone is next stolen, what you're saying is, don't call your customer service. Tweet. Tweet. Oh, all right. So you want to behave only when there is an audience much larger than one, right? Yeah where you can quickly respond and everyone is a copy of we're handling this. I hated that so much. I, I genuinely feel like that service provider yeah. let me down in that moment. Absolutely. And because I have been such a um, religious, regular and consistent client of theirs for the last very, very many years, I expected better. Mm. But it, it was a very sad education to receive i suppose yeah. and the reality of it was this that listen we have fallen short of the basic elements of etiquette first i think at the base of all ideas of etiquette should be the root of humanity yeah mm. because etiquette comes into play as a result of human interactions exactly. yeah? yeah you need to be able to put yourself in my position there were better ways to validate who I am. Mm -hmm. My bank, the balance on my card was not it. Yeah. There were so many Absolutely. questions that you could ask me. Yeah. And you have that information, verifying information, mm -hmm. right? On there, including I have a second number registered that you can, you know, reach me on. So it was it was one of those those things that it really let me down. And I, I felt it was a case of we, we mask it under the guise of customer service, but I think at the root of customer service is basic etiquette. Mm -hmm.
And guess who suffers? The customer. The customer suffers. The customer suffers. Yeah. But you know, the good thing about things like this, sometimes some some good can come out of them. Mm. I think there's a whole company that came out of, you know, customer grievances. I think Yelp. Mm. There's an app mm. called Yelp mm. where customers are allowed or they have a platform to go into they go into this platform and call out um, companies and businesses that do not treat their customers right. And I feel like when when you're in a situation like that, you have every right to cancel your your account yeah. with that company. But the sad thing is that sometimes we are at their mercy. Yes. Especially like true. here in Uganda. Yes. It's not like you have Ten other service providers over there willing to take your account. You probably have maybe two or three Mm. that are really working as best as they can. So we're kind of like we're held captive to these companies. Yes. And there's only so much. And also our inherent politeness. It's like we are conditioned to suffering. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that thing of I'm I'm accustomed to this pain. You just don't want (laughs) to make things worse than they already are. Yes, you don't rock the boat. It's just tedious. And besides sometimes who's going to help you? Sometimes you actually have to go there. Mm. Sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. Mm. Because the level of disrespect that we go through it's quite a bit yeah yeah and it's we so allow ironic a lot. it's so ironic that we are said to be the most polite but i think we're polite to other people we're not polite to ourselves yeah yeah i really yeah. don't think we are maybe we're so used to everybody just doing the bare minimum yeah that we don't really expect much from each other yeah but like when like you said when it's a guest from the outside you kind of want to make yes. that good best foot forward yes you put your best foot forward yeah but when it comes to etiquette at home we really don't have it we towards really don't. each other yes we don't we really it's almost don't. like we're resentful of the person benefiting from this service it's you, you know if a ugandan comes I remember this experience I had. There's this very fancy um, place that sells really good um, meats, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nicely packed, nice slices, and, and nice cuts. Oh, fudge. Sorry. <laughs> they do like really nice, um, uh, you know, pieces and things like that. So, this is years ago. I was a child at the point at the time. Yeah. My mom loved buying them because she loved going for the salami and, you know, the really diced pieces and things like that. So, I go with her and uh, there was a bit of a queue. So, she said, it was, you stand behind the counter, there's someone standing behind the counter and following you as you make your selection. Right? Mm. And this, this white lady comes through and I think she immediately knew what she wanted to get. So, you know, she comes through and, and my mom is being trailed by the person behind the counter as she makes her, her pack. At the end of the queue, you, you get your, your package, right? The, the meats you have selected. And so this woman comes and she bypasses and the, the person who was helping my mom there and immediately drops her and then rushes to help uh, the white lady who had passed come through. And so my mom is like, so are you saying my money is not good here? Because you know, I was here first, and to to, to their credit, the the white person was was a bit bashful. 
So they sort of they were like, no, no, you go first. Kind of, you know, I'll, I'll be embarrassed in my corner and sort of I'll wait it out. <sighs> and my mom had she had a valid point. Is my money not good here? Mm. You know, is it because it's coming from from me, Blackie, that it's not good? You don't want it. Yeah. I can take my business elsewhere. Um, it, it's the same feeling that you get in very many places. Um, even now, you will find businesses with a bias that if a black person comes to make the pitch, yeah. you're received, but... And then if someone with a lighter hue, you know, comes to make the same pitch, yeah. they could be spewing absolute rubbish. Yeah. But for the simple fact that they, it is assumed that the lighter the shade, the more educated or the more, and this is not, it's not, it's not um, an isolated or isolated to one industry. No. Mm-hmm. It is all across the board. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, a colleague in the industry who says he has his own company and he says he's found it more uh, productive to hire a white person in his office to go with for presentations just for the purpose of the white person gets a foot through the door first. Now, this is not a racial discussion by any way. Like, this episode had nothing to do with race. <laughs> but here we are. It, it, sort of, <laughs> it ended up going that yeah, way. we are. But the kind of bringing it back into the idea of etiquette. I think it's important that we remember etiquette should not be uh, the dominion of just a few people who we think are deserving of it. Yeah. I think we should yeah. be equal opportunity kind polite human yeah. beings yeah. too yeah. regardless of who it is mm-hmm. and i think that is where my, my my general discussion really is we find ourselves being se- selective about who we get to grace with good etiquette mm-hmm. whether it's in our businesses or corporations or um you know just as human beings when we're out i think we we forget a bit Mm-hmm. And so some people get to have it, depending on what your criteria for choosing is. It could be smell. <laughs> but listen, anyone who smells, but like hell no. But you know, but we, I think we all have some sort of bias about who gets to receive our best behavior. Yeah. 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 Which is really. I it's odd, but I think it's a thing we all do. I think somehow. it is. It is. But. <sighs> sometimes you just have to now become intentional because you get to a point where you have to rise above all these things Mm. and just be like you know what just be kind Mm. just be welcoming especially if that is your job Mm -hmm. you know granted if you're in your space I, i always have this thing of do you yeah when you're in your space be as nasty, as mean in your own space, in your own time, on your Facebook page, because we all know that social media. Oh. <laughs> on social, social, we have, we can be. Oh, social has you become. You know, hide behind the curtain exactly. and be as rude as we yeah, want yeah. to be. On on your social media page, that's kind of it's, your social media has now become like your, your home. identity. It's your identity. It, it's it's like. It's the second you. So you uh, you can do whatever you want to do on there. But once you now come into contact with somebody else, somebody else's space, if you're doing some sort of collaboration, if you open yourself up to 
somebody else entering that space with you, you have no choice but to kind of shift and just be, just have some level of etiquette because it's no longer you. Mm. You're now entertaining somebody else. Yeah. You're now, you've kind of extended yourself into another environment. Mm. So it's not just you. So it, whatever you're doing is not going to just affect you or your audience or the people around you. It's not going to affect that person and the people that those, that person is going to interact with. So I feel like if people could do that, because I feel like sometimes as human beings, we also need a release or you're going through something and sometimes our emotions get the best of us, you know. It's fine if you go to an office and you're not treated well one time and you're like, okay, you know what, maybe that person off was day. an off day. But if it happens day after day after day, first of all, Number one, you have to call out that person because I don't think you should accept any sort of disrespect ever. If it's one time, fine. Maybe you can even give a second, a second, you know, pass, even a third pass if you have to. But to go to a place constantly and be in an environment where you're just being constantly disrespected, that also affects you. You might not know it, but you might also become negative. Because if you get that negative, the, part, the next person that you meet, you might give up of the same vibes. And you didn't mean to. And you're probably then not aware mm. that you're carrying that negative energy. So start, we need to start calling out people on their bad behavior. And another thing is that we need to remove ourselves from situations, especially if you can't help, if it's a situation where you have some sort of power. For example, if you go to a bank or um, let, Leah, let me give an example of a bank. Maybe you go to a bank and you're treated disrespectfully. Mm. Get your money out because in a place like a bank, we have so many banks now. Mm. If you're in a situation where there's another service provider, mm. please Move get your time. money back and make it known. Write a letter to the manager or to the whoever is responsible and say, I came to this bank, this and this happened, and this is my move. Because many times when something goes wrong, everybody knows how to apologize. Yeah. Everybody has a good apology in their back pocket. But that doesn't mean that you're going to get the same treatment, that you're not going to get the same treatment another the next time. time. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm all for second chances. I'm even all for third chances. But for you to be in a, an because, you know, sometimes you hear these stories where, oh, my God, I went to this place and the first time I was treated badly, second time, third time. And then the person is talking about maybe this is the 10th time they've gone to this place. At that point, you're the it's one with the you. problem. <laughs> Honestly, because you have, we have established that these people at this uh, place uh, yes. have bad manners. Yes, okay. yes, yes. We had a small accident over here, but <laughs> nothing fatal. <laughs> yeah, at some point, it's on you to get yourself out of this, out of the situation. Yeah. yeah. And just, you know, let the bad mannered energy and people stay in their corner. So I'd like to tackle something that you, you raised yourself about social media etiquette. Oh, yes. 
What are your thoughts Shush on this? Up. Do you think it should be regulated and governed by etiquette? Mm -mm. Do you think it's a space where people let fly? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Honestly, because that shit, all that shit isn't entertaining. It's entertaining. Until it's affecting them. you. Until it's you. I yes. know, I know, I know. I know, but... Every time I hear someone saying social media needs to be regulated, I just laugh. I'm like, what? You might I'm think like, that it, 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 it's a breeding ground for bullies and... No. Like yours is... I really skin. don't. I really don't. Because at the end of the day, it's you can easily delete, switch off, and just do away with that app. You know, we, we have very opposed... <laughs> Ideas when it comes about, to that, right? Yes, about uh, all things mental health and things I know, like that. Yes. Because I feel like we need to kind of hold on to our human nature to always bounce back. Mm -hmm. I feel like we have enough thick skin to overcome all this petty. Imagine things. if you had 10,000 negative reviews on Yelp. Why would I have 10,000 negative reviews on Yelp? If I did, it means I'm definitely the problem. You are, <laughs> trust me. You cannot have 10,000 negative okay, so views come, and it's all these other people that are wrong. Media, people don't just come for the thing you have done wrong. or They come for you, you, your family, your, your lifestyle, your beliefs. They come for you. Do you not think it, it, that there really should be... I feel there should be some level of etiquette on, on social media. Like people should not go Scots. If you cannot say it to my face, don't yeah. say it to my 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 chat. Um, you know, no. Uh, for now, no. <laughs> for now, no. That's it's it's a whole other thing because I know there there are situations which is really sad where people have committed suicide. Yes, this is a thing of, of bullying. Like Correct. But it all you know it always comes down to one thing. You know, you cannot hold a platform accountable for your personal issues. Because at the end of the day, a platform is a platform. It's not like the platform is a good person and a bad person, right? It's not the platform that's the problem. It's the people that are a problem. Which is why there should be some level of etiquette required of the users of these platforms. Yeah, the users, absolutely. Oh, my God, absolutely. But, like, Facebook, as, as, as a company, to come okay. up and say, okay, we are no longer allowing negative comments, you might as well shut down the whole company because people are allowed because some negative comments, and we've, we've, had, this, we've had this a lot. People say the worst comments are the ones that propel them into greatness. Yes, but not if they're intentionally mean. Some things are just intentionally mean. <laughs> You're right. I will not argue that. I will not argue that. But for now, no. For now, let's say I don't know. I think absolutely 100% people yeah. should be held accountable for the words that they say. Yeah. People have committed suicide. They have. They have. They but then have. The, the thing is, a lot of the stories that you hear about people coming for a person, you know, this mm. cancel culture, all right, yeah, yeah, or call out culture, oh, really. Come on now. Um, you, you, when you hear the stories of someone who 
posted what she thought was funny before she got on a flight somewhere. By the time she came back, people were telling her, kill yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. It, it goes, it escalates really fast on Twitter. And when in a group, when you have group think, then the, 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 the messages ahead of yours influence what you're going to say, right? So if everyone is canceling, canceling, then you're not going to be like, come say, but you guys, I feel like, no, no. <laughs> You have to join in and you feel like your opinion is important. You have made a very, very, very good point. You have made a very good point. Most of the people that are very vocal on social media, it has been said and it has been proven that they are the meanest, most unhealthy, most miserable. They have nothing going for themselves. And those are the people that, because they have nothing going on for themselves, they find it very comfortable to put somebody else down mm-hmm. and now the people that are that could be there to kind of you know balance this out and say oh no you're doing a great job now those are the people who are like they feel like they're too good for social media they feel like they're too good to comment on somebody else's status they feel like they're too maybe it's not about being oh, too good or, no. or, or not whatever let me tell you something i'm not on social let media me it has nothing to do with me it is about finding my peace Rain, no, we all know that there are so many bad people out there that are willing to, that they're so open to give their opinion and good people who have something positive are busy. to say are quiet. They are busy. They are not busy. Like, we can't follow all the trends of everything that is being <sighs> just that we can throw in angel dust. But like, no, no, no. You know, what? <laughs> like, you know what's <laughs> funny? How come it's the good people that are the first to come out when something bad happens? explain for example when let's say we're talking about social media now somebody's mm. being trolled somebody's being you know abused disrespected whatever all those things are happening and then maybe when let's say the person decides to commit suicide you see somebody a good person come out and write an entire story an entire message, an entire paragraph. They probably talking wrote, about, but you were not listening. I know this person, this person was this, this, and this, and this, and this. And you're like, where were you? Where were you when all these bad comments were happening? You could have wrote your bloody paragraph. And, and I would have talked to that person and said, look here. All these people are saying this, but listen to sure. me. Mm-hmm. You are amazing. You are fabulous. You are all these things. If you need to talk... Call, call me, text me. Mm-mm. You're there, quiet in this your, you know. Really and then the moment something blows up, and you're like, Ooh, rest in would, peace. would you rather Ooh. they were quiet entirely and nothing happened? You, you actually, you be quiet. <laughs> if, oh my god, if a disaster had really shut your mouth, shut your mouth. And this happened recently. You know, there is this act, actress uh, near. Rivera, mm-hmm. she recently drowned. Mm-hmm. And then there's an actress called Leah Michelle. They acted in a famous musical series called Glee. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew that Leah Michelle and 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 mm-hmm. Leah Rivera were not like they didn't see eye to eye. And it was said allegedly that Leah wasn't kind to this no. girl. Mm-hmm. Now, when this girl, first of all, I think she, at some point she was going through some issues, um, and they were not friends. They had never been friends. They seem to actually not even like each other. But of course, you keep your 
respectful distance. Yeah, so when she had the audacity to write this whole message about how she's praying or she's doing all these things, people came onto social media and called her out and said, you have no right to say all these nice things when we know that she were evil and mean to this person. And of course, there's also this... So she wasn't a nice person. She was an evil person in this story. Well, let me not say evil, but she wasn't... They weren't friends she, like let's say they were not friends. Mm. So, and it goes down to the same thing. When people are trolling and being mean, if if you are the kind of person who is like, you recognize it, you see it. Fine, if you have no idea about what's going on, that's a whole other thing. And then maybe you hear the story and then you're like, oh, you give a positive comment. That's fine. Because you have no idea, you were not involved in the whole thing. My issue is with people who kind of know what's going on they see this downfall or this hateration happening. They do nothing. They don't make any positive because they're always saying they're all these trolls. But at the same time, these people that are being trolled, they have friends. They have family. They have a good support system. But most times those people are quiet. They probably are not saying anything. And then when something wrong happens, they're like, oh my God, social media is evil. Social but you also have that same platform that allows evil I'm people so to confused. say. Are you blaming? Need. Are you currently blaming the the better elements? I am blaming them because <laughs> if, if if your advice or your help comes when it's too late, it's too late. Okay, first of all, it's we need to realize that very many, especially young people look for validation on social media platforms. So the one person who is in that corner telling them, listen, no, I believe in you. And then all the other 155,000 people are telling them, die, die, die. Who do you think they're going to believe? This is a tricky one. It is not enough. If you know that. I think social media is a space, has allowed us to create a space, a a space safe from etiquette. I feel it's allowed us to come as the beasts that we are. Hide it instead of behind anonymity. Let me tell you, I have a YouTube YouTube um, username, right? <laughs> that is not linked to me. Yeah. But I can tell you, I'm sure there years ago I said things that if I trust them now, it would be like, uh, <laughs> what? Like oh, you, you know, Lord. you make those comments because you know one knows you, right? <laughs> And you know, you get a few hundred likes or ten tens of likes, and you're thinking, yeah, 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 I'm a hero because I, I push this person down. Negative. Social media is the devil. Yeah, <laughs> it's so annoying. It's so annoying. The devil's behind social Listeners, media. Listeners, listen, I, I have nothing against social media. I just know that it is a, it's, it's a space that is safe for everyone to have bad manners in. It is. And we need to recognize that. That, you know, it's it's, it's encouraged our beast to rise, you know? It has. It has. It, it, and you know what? undeniable. I can't say no. You have that. everything from the people who are um, movementists. Yeah. And every movement, they are there to show that they live the, the whitest of lives. Right? Sure. And then there's always, all of us have that black mark. So then there will always be something for which someone can be taken down. Because every time you take someone down, I need you to know. Hmm? Someone is busy scrolling through your own past, right? Yeah, yeah. And finding a thing to take you down. That's on. true. That's true. 
issues we've all fallen short we have and so to be extreme in our beliefs about you know even encouraging people to die and stuff i think that is taking to a place that is okay you know what when you say that i agree with you um and i i would think that there should be um social media or the these companies let's say facebook instagram they should be tracking the negative comments maybe when something becomes too negative they recommend you for counseling like yeah. listen but based you on your what? on they, your, they your comment do they actually do because there's this there's this function on all of them i think i have it on instagram i have it on facebook where if somebody mentions something that you don't like, you can actually censor. You can say on my WhatsApp, on my Facebook, or Instagram. I think it's Instagram. There's a, a, a function where you can censor certain words. So let's say if, if you don't want people to disagree with you or, or use bad language or hateful speech, you can censor it. But I don't think people are educated on these things. Yeah, they really are. I, I think uh, you can polarize yours. your Instagram. I think mental health is not well addressed, and I say this repeatedly. Oh and I think we, that's a whole other topic. I know. <laughs> and I, I think one of these things is we look for validation. It all roots itself in self-esteem. I say this all, a lot as well. Mm. And we look for validation in certain places. The more likes we have, the more times our comments, and it's both ways. Even the person who puts the post, the, the negative comment is looking, looking for, for a response, yeah. right? So the more positive responses they get to their comment, yeah. they, we we've, social media has allowed us to dehumanize each other. We are just our names and our you know, the neighborhood, there's no human being at the back of that. Yeah. And so it's, it's allowed the people using these platforms mm-hmm. to, again, embrace your inner beast, okay? <laughs> and attack. Everything is a reason for attack. Okay, so just one, one last thing. Yeah. Your thoughts on cancel culture, because you did mention that we need to call out organizations where they're not being well represented. Yeah. What are your thoughts on cancel culture? Or this whole thing of, simply because you did a thing like this or simply because you agreed yeah. with this idea mm-hmm. what are your thoughts i'm here for it uh i am so here for it mm-hmm. and you know i know first of all I, when for whatever thing they're extremes mm. but when it comes to the real meaning of cancel culture cancel culture is when someone does something that's inappropriate abusive um it's basically, I feel like cancel culture is a way to hold people accountable for the stuff that they've done, mm-hmm. which I feel is absolutely right. Okay. People need to be held accountable for the things that they do that are foolish. But should they be canceled? They should definitely be canceled. As in lose their jobs, lose their livelihoods, lose that's simply said, because they made a comment. Yeah, some, that's why I said sometimes it can be extreme. And I feel that's where we go wrong. Mm-hmm.